I'm Justine. I'm Daniela. And, and welcome, welcome to Zen What, a podcast where we discuss our own personal journeys towards healing and wellness. We're two best friends on a mission to break the stigma around mental health. And we hope that by sharing our stories, you will feel less alone. The, the veil, veil of silence drops with us. Hey, everyone. We're wishing you all the very best. Whether you're thriving or surviving, we're here for you. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to Zen What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. All right. So today, we're doing reparenting. Mm -hmm. So in the very beginning, we're going to do the Can We Discuss segment. Um, where we both talk about a certain topic that we're healing through mm-hmm. and creating solutions for. Yeah. And in this season, growing from. Yeah. <laughs> our season is focused on growth. Um, so we're talking about reparenting today. I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation because it does not work for me at all. Um, <laughs> skirt, skirt. Before, oh. Do you want to do the how we're doing thing? Ah. Oh! How are you doing, friend? I forgot to ask you. Oh, God. Oh, oh my rude of me. No, no. How you doing? You know, I'm doing. Doing it all, it seems. Like we're, we're, no, we're doing it with a Z. Yeah, yeah. Zoom it, zooming yeah. it, yeah. Uh, zooming it well? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we're on the same wavelength, so, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm feeling good. Mm. I'm, um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, not just because we're recording in batches, but also because I'm going away for the first time since COVID. I'm traveling to California. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is your first time in a year and a half going mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, you know, I've been to Ithaca, I've been to oh, Rhode yeah. Island, but that was just driving. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this is my first time on a plane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in under normal circumstances, like, that is mm-hmm. always a little overwhelming to me, just, like, getting the packing done, making sure you're ready for your trip, yeah. the flying, being yeah. at an airport. Yeah. Um, and then you have that COVID layer, and it just uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> makes it a little bit more um, overwhelming. But mm-hmm. I am psyched about my trip. You know, I had planned this trip originally for May 2020, and then it was, of course, wow. canceled. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I'm glad to be going... Uh, you know, replanning it, going to California. It's something I've always wanted to do. I've never been. So Yes, I'm so excited for you to experience California. Yeah. It is a life-changing place for mm-hmm. Natasha and I. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something very renewing about that beach. Yeah. And about that air. Mm-hmm. And about how oddly friendly those people are. Yeah, it's going to be a different way, a different yeah. vibe than New York, which I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you to experience something and be in a different place mm-hmm. for longer than like three days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you, friend, because mm-hmm. that was a lot. Yeah. A year and a half yeah. in the same house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same house, same freaking one bedroom. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So yeah, I'm excited, and yeah. uh, maybe I'll get to engage in that California wellness. We'll see. Absolutely. <laughs> to be continued. The, the haven of yeah. all white uh, Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm excited to be immersed into that. Say, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll great. report back. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we it, should take a trip. It, it, well, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got it, yeah. And we should do that in the episode when you come back. Yeah. Do like yeah, a, little, a little recap? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it'll be fun. How are you doing? I'm doing crazy. <laughs> um, I had a great day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I felt really, like, renewed and energized. Today, I feel almost overcharged. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those days where I have a lot of ideas yeah. and no energy to, like, focus and execute. Mm-hmm. I only have, like, room for... Like, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm having a hard time, like, focusing and getting some tasks done, mm-hmm. but excited about all the ideas that I have mm-hmm. uh, plotting and brewing. Um, <laughs> brewing. Yeah. And a lot of them have deadlines. I love deadlines. Yeah. Love them. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, yeah. So I love that these ideas have like a final mm-hmm. hard hard stop. You're gonna have to execute it by that deadline. By that day, yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, so yeah, just trying to figure out this like entrepreneurial life. Yeah, still, still you know, it's an adjustment. Trying to. Mm-hmm. And I told Natasha today. Did I just tell you this? I don't even remember. <laughs> I am desperate 
for a vacation again. No, I you did ju- not tell me that. I yeah. just went away in mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. It's August yeah. 19th. Yeah. And I am desperate to go away somewhere again. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you have any ideas? I am going to Atlanta in September. Mm-hmm. But that's for, like, some family stuff. Okay. Um... And I don't have anything else planned for my birthday or New Year's. Oh my gosh, your birthday! <laughs> oh, no, thirty-two is not gonna, not gonna. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking, and I haven't been to New Orleans yet this year. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. I have to like book New Orleans or yeah. book an island. Or oh, that'd something. be so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either for my birthday or for New Year's. Yeah. Either way. Mm-hmm. That sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. New Year's, I think. Yeah. Right? <laughs> totally. Both your birthday and New Year's. Yeah. Or New Year's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I have to have something to, like, look forward to. <laughs> totally. Right? Totally. For this past year and a half or two years, I don't even know where, where we're at. <laughs> Either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, but that's how I'm doing. So, overall, great. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so much craziness going on in the world. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, yeah, so now. Now. Today. Now we can discuss. <laughs> uh, you can see where my head is at today, guys. Today we are talking about reparenting, mm-hmm. which is something that has not worked for me at all, but is something that has been a beautiful exercise for you mm-hmm. that I have seen you do in real time, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go over the like very clinical definition that I found, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll, we'll talk more about your experience. Sure, yeah. So. Um, I found on Talkspace um, that reparenting, also called limited reparenting, is when a psychotherapist takes the role of a concerned and trustworthy parent so the client can learn what a trusting relationship is like. Mm -hmm. So this is when a psychotherapist takes on the role of their client's actual, like, caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um... So they can kind of engage in that uh, dialogue. Yeah. But you have mm-hmm. a different um, sort of experience with reparenting, mm-hmm. and also there is um, different definitions for it. Yeah. So tell us what, what your experience has been. Sure. Um, so I remember when I first started going to therapy, I was telling my therapist how I was struggling with self-love and low mm-hmm. self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I remember telling her that I had little to no trust in myself. I felt like I really hated myself, Mm. Um, but then I would think back to when I was a little girl, you know, my inner child, and that animosity that I was holding would dissipate. Mm -hmm. Um, So my my therapist encouraged me to tune into my inner child to think of that little girl, you know, what is she feeling? Mm -hmm. What does she need right now? And so when I think back to my inner child, it's really hard for me to hold on to that anger because there's a little girl who's scared and she needs me. I have a question. Mm. Okay, so you were in a place where you were not, uh, had no self trust, and you were like trying to figure out where the root of that was, right? Not even. I just, I just didn't want to continue being that way. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I wanted to rebuild some self trust. I, mm-hmm. I felt like I really hated myself and I didn't have any love for myself. Mm-hmm. But then when I would think of this little girl, it's like I have yeah. mad love for her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then. Yeah. So that you know, my therapist seeing that I was like res- responsive to that, um, okay. and that I was you know sensitive to that inner child, she pointed me to this concept of reparenting. Did she point you in the concept of inner child work as well? I mean, I get I, I didn't I hadn't had therapy before, but that's like something that is discussed in therapy. Like inner child healing yeah. is something that people do and engage in. Uh-huh. Um, I just didn't know that it was like a real concept. I guess it was just something that I okay. had always, I guess intuitively or innately felt like I felt always Mm -hmm. this like sort of um I don't know like protective energy around like my little girl like Daniela yeah baby Daniela okay you know like I look back at the pictures of myself Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh that little girl like she was so curious and inquisitive and she loved having fun Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I can't hate her I don't Mm -hmm. hate her Mm -hmm. but I'm having a really tough time loving myself as I am now Mm mm-hmm Okay. And how do I get back to who I was? Okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
So, you know, my therapist suggested I look at the Holistic Psychologist Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And from there, I learned that reparenting is the practice of learning how to meet your needs as an adult. Her Instagram page was filled with infographics like how do you know if you need reparenting Mm -hmm. or signs Mm -hmm. you have a wounded inner child. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to me, reparenting also means identifying limiting beliefs that you may have inherited from your family. Mm. So, you know, from Mm. the idea is that from your parents or caregivers, we learn how to meet our core emotional needs. Mm -hmm. So ideally we would have learned how to regulate our emotions, how to set boundaries and how to objectively communicate with others and actively listen. So reparenting yourself doesn't mean that your parents are terrible people or that they weren't loving. Reparenting isn't this parent blame game. Um, I remember picking up Louise Hayes' How to Heal Your Life uh, many years ago Mm. and reading that your parents did the best they could with what they were taught as children and that their parents did the best they could and so on and so forth. So our parents couldn't have taught us anything they didn't know, and they did the best they could with their own level of awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the holistic psychologist, she splits the reparenting process into four parts. Um, yeah. It's self-care. <laughs> okay. So that means, you know, meeting your emotional and physical needs and learning how to set boundaries. And self-care can look like meditating or journaling, or getting eight hours of sleep. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, The next is loving discipline, Mm. so building healthy habits that improve your mental health. Mm -hmm. She's big on keeping one small promise to yourself daily. The next is joy, um, and that's about learning your own passions and interests. Mm -hmm. You could cultivate a new hobby, Mm. connect with others, finding time to play, you know, whatever brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And then the last pillar is emotional regulation, And that's just being mindful of yourself without judgment so that you can better understand who you are and what you need. Okay. And this is, she's talking about this all because all of these are very general. Mm -hmm. She's talking about all of these in the way that you are speaking and um, nourishing an inner child. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're okay. trying to you're trying to heal that wounded inner child through these four pillars. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Holistic psychologist, girl, you... Mm. Yeah. So... <laughs> You'd go into a rebrand reparenting? Mm, wow. Yeah. Okay, so, interesting. So, okay. yeah. I mean, having said that, you know, while I've cited her in this, mm-hmm. you know, in this episode... Yeah. And I do believe that reparenting has been helpful for me. I think it's important... I think it's really important to note that this is not an endorsement of her. Yeah. Um, you know, even though she's a psychologist with a PhD, she's mm-hmm. been accused of promoting her own new age ideas without communicating that these are based on her own personal beliefs mm, and not mm-hmm. evidence-based information. Yeah, yeah. She also places a lot of personal responsibility towards healing or what she calls self-healing without fully acknowledging the other forces at play, such as how oppression or racism affects the mental health of those who experience it. Right. Um, yeah. So she's definitely speaking to a specific audience. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's important to note that she's also been accused of gaslighting people of color mm-hmm. and blocking people who have questioned her. Mm. So, again, having said all that, I think it is important for people to do their due diligence in yeah. terms of who they follow on Instagram. Always. Even if they, that person has a PhD. Yeah. Um, yeah. To keep a critical lens and to ultimately decide for yourself what does and does not serve you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, quick note about this and then we'll go back to your parenting one of our faves Mm -hmm. had a doctor Mm -hmm. on her podcast his name is Dr. Lekos Uh Dr. Lekos has a very controversial statement where he says that stress does not exist yeah this is a white man in Beverly Hills trying to tell me yeah Justine you know in the middle of winter in a global pandemic black woman yeah working two jobs at the time that stress does not exist yeah um, and what in the gaslighting? Like <laughs> so you're, you're like, just coming up with this yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah he's okay. like, oh, this this is my rule. If it won't bother you in five years, then you shouldn't worry about it. You mm-hmm. should just eliminate it completely from your entire brain and mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think he has also some really great tips. Yeah. Like take uh, curcumin instead of turmeric because curcumin is the actual thing that helps you that's extracted from turmeric. So Mm -hmm. take, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can like take what you want. Yeah. Sometimes from yeah. people. Yeah. Do and some cherry picking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and holistic psychologists can be an incredible free resource yeah. for people who have a hard time explaining maybe what's wrong with them yeah. or maybe a new um, way to think about things or reframe them mm-hmm. themselves or their issues. But also, is mad problematic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a reminder um, that we are all human. <laughs> we are all human, yeah. Just like take what you want. See it or not. Take what you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going back to reparenting. So, uh, did you follow these four pillars? What did you do? I mean, for me, um, one thing that I definitely did in the beginning, especially, was I kept that small promise to myself every day. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped me really build that self trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my small promise was. Just it's and it's supposed to be something simple, right? Like we're not going, we're we're not going crazy here. It's not like yeah. I'm gonna work out, you know, for an hour five times or seven times a day, you know, a week or whatever. Yeah. Eight year old Daniela doesn't mean no. She doesn't need that. She doesn't need that. Um, but so my small promise to myself was just making my bed every day. Mm. Um, it made me feel good to see mm-hmm. that my bed was made. The mm-hmm. room looked less messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed myself that I could, I could do that and show up for myself in a small way. Mm. And again, it gave me the confidence that I could show up for myself in other ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, without building that self-trust, there's no way I could have done something like quitting my job without Mm. having another job lined up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then I also cult, you know, cultivating joy and making that a priority in my life was Mm -hmm. another way that I helped heal my inner child. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you at first look to the ways of healing your inner child or did you first look at the wounds of the inner child first? I think it was, I mean, I think I've kind of always known what some of those wounds were. So I think I was more focused on the healing aspect and and my therapist was very encouraging um, in terms of just exploring like what my hobbies were Mm -hmm. and what made me happy, especially when you know, I felt like my day to day was really bleak and mm. just, um, focused on work. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just encouraging, like for me, I'm someone that loves making art and drawing yeah, and painting. You do. Yeah. And I hadn't picked up a paintbrush in like years and, yeah. and, you know, I was really not pushing myself, but encouraging myself to do that mm-hmm. and to, you know, not put all this pressure of like, well, it has to be great. No, I'm just trying to have fun in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those were some things that I did um, okay. in terms of healing that inner child. Okay. Um, I want to hear more about your experience though with reparenting. Yes. So when I looked up what the holistic psychologist in particular says, mm-hmm. um, she says reparenting is how we raise quote unquote ourselves in adulthood to heal. It is based in a therapeutic model that understands our earliest attachments are the foundations for all relationships that we have in the future. Now, um, I love the book Attachments, mm-hmm. about attachment theory. Mm-hmm. I think all of it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely understand how and why this could work. If mm-hmm. you are acutely aware of what has happened to you um, up until like age 11, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, when I was in therapy, that's a lot of what... Um, me and Dr. Jackie talked about. Yeah. It was like, Those, like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only what happened to you, what happened to your parents mm-hmm. up until age 11? Right. Um, and um, I think there's some holes in that for me as far as my healing journey goes because number one, when I think of like, how, what does this little girl, what does Justine need? I cringe so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And I also um, maybe even start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, that's ridiculous. Little baby Justine, has she been through some things? Yeah. But does she have a pretty good life? Yeah. Yeah. Up until about 12, mm-hmm. wasn't too bad for me. Yeah. I had some body image stuff going yeah. on that was really a lot. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, all the stuff that I was healing from mm-hmm. really had a lot to do with my adulthood. Yeah. And I think that's why it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Also, I like to look even deeper because I think religion was a really big um, play in my household. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with God was a big um, topic of conversation with my therapist and I. Mm-hmm. That a lot of that stuff that was um, communicated to me from my family was based in religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of look at that study instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think because my I, it wasn't that bad. 
before. Yeah. Is I can't like look back and then think about that. Um and like think about what does little baby Justine need? Does she need a hug? I'm like, oh my god. I'm not baby Justine. Like get get out of here. I'm never gonna be that ever yeah. again. Like, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I mean I think it's also important to note that um you know, you don't have to have had... I don't... I mean, I had a great childhood, you yeah. know? It's not, yeah. like... It didn't. It doesn't have to be, like, this horrible situation mm-hmm. for you to engage in that type of healing. But I totally get how... I totally hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, and I get where you're coming from, too. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe little Justine doesn't resonate with you. Um, yeah. What about teenage Justine? That's the thing. No, and forget <laughs> that, her, too. Forget her, too. You're like, I'm over her. Saying, Bye. And, and maybe it's because, too... I talk about this with our editor mm-hmm. uh, at Two Luck Girls One Rose Jody all the time. She mm-hmm. like doesn't really remember childhood a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Me either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's like not speaking for Jody, speaking for myself. Yeah. I don't know if that's a defense mechanism mm. that I don't have a whole lot of long term memory. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Definitely. I could see myself having that mm-hmm. sort of defense mechanism. Or it's just that I just don't remember a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to, like, reference her mm-hmm. and, like, make promises to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Teach right? their own. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think at the core of reparenting, I think, is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Well and Good, uh, the main principle centers on offering yourself unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. what a parent offers a child. Yeah. And I think that is the really beautiful thing about what reparenting is all the time, whether yeah. you're a holistic psychologist, mm-hmm. a talk space, mm-hmm. or Daniela's yeah. therapist, yeah. or Dr. Jackie, yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, and when you love and support a, a child, you don't condemn, judge, or hurt them. Mm-hmm. Instead, you give them attention, understanding, time, comfort, and encouragement. Yeah. I think that's why reparenting resonates so much with me, mm. because I... My my love for myself, especially as an adult, as a teenager, was very much uh, conditional. conditional. Yeah. And so uh, being able to tune into myself and figure out what it is I need without judgment mm-hmm. has been really important in terms of my healing mm-hmm. um, and has helped me, you know, just build up that self-love. Like, I... I'm no longer in the same place that I was when I started therapy. Like, I yeah. can't say, like, I hate myself. Right. You know? And that's yeah. very much how I felt at the time. Yeah. I did not like who I was. And yeah. I don't think the reasons were great, but it's just how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. And I think um, building that self-trust and really tuning into what I need and, and what I want, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm proud of where I am at today. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be. <laughs> I know you should be, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and I have obviously seen you through all those years and mm-hmm. all of that time mm-hmm. and seen the changes that you've made, mm-hmm. the boundaries you've put mm-hmm. up with people. Yeah. Um, and going through some like real ups and downs, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it, during this whole time you like got married and yeah. moved yeah. twice. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like you've, yeah. you've been doing a lot during that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So for you to also accomplish healing at mm-hmm. the same time is a lot. That's really great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So should we move into the soul stretch? The Keep It 100. The Keep It 100. Yeah, our outlines are a mess right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is where we have like a, a progress update. Yes. On, on how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you doing with your reparenting journey? You're doing more than making the bed? No, you know what? I've changed the, the... I don't even like focus on that anymore. Okay. Like today, my bed is not made and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And I haven't lost complete trust in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just... Uh, just like tuning into where I'm at. Um, I'm not as inclined to discard my feelings and just quote unquote, suck it up or Mm -hmm. get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not as inclined to be so Mm. self-critical. Again, like I've mentioned that like, I have a lot of love for that little girl Yeah, and it's like newsflash. I am that little girl. We are the same person. Um, so yeah, I, I am really grateful that, um, I've engaged in this type of healing. I think it's really mm-hmm. been helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Just nice. trying to find joy in small ways. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, some days are bad days. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'm cognizant that it's just a bad day. And mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. tomorrow's another day. Yeah. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's great. You? Where are you at? Um, that's a great place to be. Yeah. That you're like, this is just a bad day. Yeah. And tomorrow won't be. Yeah. Yeah. I just got out of there. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling. Oh, yeah. my God. Oof. Um... I think the most important thing that I learned about, like, um, how your childhood could affect an adult mm-hmm. um, is the most important when I am thinking about people who I have to forgive who haven't said sorry. Yeah. Um, and that could go for family members, friends, yeah. whatever. If you're thinking about what happened to them and what was said to them and um, even how their... Uh, how the world was mm-hmm. when they were existing mm-hmm. before the age, you know, before sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You have to really consider who that person was then mm-hmm. to think about what they did now and why they are not giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been really important for me as far as setting up not only boundaries with people, mm-hmm. but also forgiving people on my own accord, not needing them for closure. Yeah, like you don't need them to say sorry. No. You, you might know that they are incapable of... Incapable. Yeah, of doing that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so that's been what's most helpful for me when mm-hmm. I'm considering um, how a person is, uh, I guess, still related to their inner child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think of myself as a completely different person than yeah. an eight-year-old just yeah. did, but a lot of people are not. It reminds me of Oprah's new book. It's like, instead of saying, what's wrong she with you? new Yeah, book. it's called, what happened to you? Did no, write, it's not. Did you write that? Or is she just promoting it? Hold on, hold on. Let me check. <laughs> Oprah got a book called, what happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Let's see. Okay, it's, what happened to you? Conversations on trauma, resilience, and healing. Oh my God. It's a collaborative effort by Oprah and renowned brain and trauma expert, Dr. Bruce Perry. That's all according to the Rolling Stone. I just read that off of there. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to pick up that book. Um, I think it, it came out like a month. Oh, no, it came out in April. Yeah. I was like, I heard about this a while oh, ago. Perfect. I will be getting a library card <laughs> and getting it from yes. the library yeah. because that sounds a mess. Yeah. Oh, Oprah. <laughs> Oh my god, I love her. Yeah, I love what her. happened to you? What a great title for a book. I hope she makes it into a show. Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Okay, so it reminds you of what happened to you. Yeah. The book. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you know, it's like because I remember her framing the whole title of the book. It's like instead of, um, I guess, being defensive and approaching yeah. a conversation with someone and being like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. going to get very far in that conversation. Yes. But if you, uh, I don't know, come from a, a non-judgmental place mm-hmm. and are genuinely curious about what's going on with this person, mm-hmm. you ask instead, you know, what happened to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Even ask yourself, what happened to them? Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, what a good note to end on. That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> Love you. Per usual. Yeah. Love you, girl. And so then I guess that leaves us with our soul stretch. Yeah. Which um, is the segment that we share solutions and resources on how to heal or start that journey on mm-hmm. what we've just discussed. Um, so I guess you could pick up that book by Oprah and oh, yeah. uh, Dr. Bruce Perry? I already forgot his name. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Bruce Perry. <laughs> uh, what happened to you? You could pick that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of um, great people, um, especially therapists, mm-hmm. who are offering small tidbits of free advice on yeah. Instagram Reels and also TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure if you look up the hashtag even, just mm-hmm. reparenting, yeah. you'll find some good mm-hmm. infographics that mm-hmm. can just slide you through yeah. what it means. Yeah. Um, that's all I have, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely follow a lot of um, therapists on Instagram and yeah. also just other wellness accounts. Do you follow the Anxiety Healer? No, I, actually, I think I do. I follow so many people that I know. have, like, lost track. Yeah. But um, I really like the New York Therapist. Mm. And I also love um, the Latin X Parenting Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big I fan. I love them, too. Yeah, they're trying to end um, chancla culture. <laughs> chancla. 
chancla culture. Yeah, chancla culture. Do you know I've heard of a chancletazo? Chancletazo, yeah. Hueta, yeah. Across the face, totally. Not saying that that's what I've experienced, but you know, yes. I'm aware. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so trying to end that culture, yes, it yeah. has to end. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, and I definitely used to believe this, like, in terms of disciplining your children, it's... Mm-hmm. It, I never thought of it as, like, a teaching moment. And I think... Yes. Um, it's more of a, a... Do you find it's more of a uh, establishing authority? Yeah. Mm. In a kind of scary way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's supposed to scare you into... Yeah. yeah. This is not a democracy. This is a nope. dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and I'm trying to, you know... Yeah. Before we have to do that. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm going to, you know, not um, set boundaries with my kids, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I do want to take a different approach. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's why we're doing all of this, right? Oh, absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. change a lot of those old habits Mm -hmm. and reparenting can be a great way to revisit Mm -hmm. what didn't work. Yeah. For a little baby, just Mm -hmm. in case you're thinking or doing or having already a little baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I think that's it for Soul Stretch. I think. I yeah. didn't have a lot of... I mean, I th- yeah, I think it's, you know, if uh, this idea of healing your inner child speaks to you, mm. I think, again, it's just like asking yourself some questions of yeah. what can you give yourself in that moment? How can you meet yourself? Um, you know, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. And I think setting boundaries is also mm-hmm. a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm still working through. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to set boundaries with people, especially yeah. the people that I love because yeah. I'm a big people pleaser. Yeah. Um, but if it's, it, it ultimately affects you and you need to protect yourself mm-hmm. and, and set mm-hmm. those boundaries. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a great way to start. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you. That was this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us, you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat, or you can email us at zenwhat1@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, please share on your Instagram story. We would love to grow this community and it would really help us out. See you next week. Um, but okay. The reparenting episode. Okay. This is great because I think, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we did like a pop culture tie in for this, but, um, Daniela has me on the pulse of pop culture (laughs) and was the first one to tell me that Kylie Jenner is pregnant with her second child. And if y'all want to talk about somebody reparenting, Okay. (laughs) Woo, because Stormy seems like a lovely, nice, well-adjusted little bunny. Did she have a birthday party with her face literally everywhere? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. But that's because her parents are billionaires, and that's what they do. (laughs) It was also sick. Like, I would also do that if I had $58 million. I don't know. The Um, face thing? Like, you know, like the whole... I know the entrance entrance is a lot. lot. Like that is nightmare worthy, honestly. (laughs) But I still yeah, true, true. I'm just a hater because I can't do that. Yeah, Yeah, all the merch. I would like. I would buy a Stormy's World second birthday party T-shirt. Well, let's not forget that Kim had. Wasn't it Kim who did Kidchella for North? Let us not forget the fuck. Yeah. Was wow, Kimberly. Mm Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if if we want to talk about somebody who's uh, mm-hmm. redoing their <laughs> and reparenting as they parent, I think Kylie's a good example of that. But she was also a day late. We recorded the day after that. So fuck the Kardashians as usual. <laughs> um. Okay. Should we talk Potomac this week? Yes. Oh my God. And Roni. I feel like those are two 
We had one explosive episode for Roni last week, and then we had an explosive episode for Potomac this week. <laughs> so much, back yeah. To back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what did you think of Potomac? I'm done uh, here. Oh my gosh, I'm still, I'm still like recovering. That was a lot. That yeah. It was. Um, yeah. I thought it was epic, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. I think Wendy went a little too far. I mean, I definitely did not think she was going to react no. that way. But at the same... Which which moment are you talking? I guess I'm talking towards the end. Maybe let's go back to... to towards maybe, the end. Maybe let's go back to the beginning. Um, okay, okay. Because I'd like to talk about the beginning with Jizzy and... Uh, uh, Robin, when they, uh, when they left Robin. the yeah. brunch table. That was so rude. That when they left the brunch table, but also how Giselle was talking to Robin. Oh, on no, Balcony. exactly. And she was like, You're a fine ass man, can't be thinking that you're lazy. She continues to give the worst advice. I mean, th- I guess that's why, I-, I guess to go back to what I was saying, like towards the end, like, even though I think Wendy went too far, I was so fed up with Giselle's behavior at that point that I was kind of like, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with a lot of what you're saying, even though I think it's like unwarranted and was unfair. But, yeah, yeah, to your point, yeah. I think Giselle was – that was not tough love. That was just, like, so – No. That was just, like, rooted in misogyny, mm-hmm. rude as fuck, no, no empathy. empathy. Not a drop of empathy in Giselle her lacks empathy. And, Brian, yeah. oh, what's her last name? Is that it? No, Brian. Brian. Oh my Brian. God, Brian. <laughs> Giselle oh my lacks God. empathy, Brian. <laughs> And I was like, girl, I hate to say this. I really do. But this is why your kids read mm-hmm. you down every chance they get when they are on Absolutely. camera. They're not wrong. They're, they're not wrong, yeah. no. Oh, my God. That was so mean. I could never imagine telling one of my friends that the reason they have to be cured of their depression is because their husband is cute. Yeah, no, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what she was saying. I mean, also, like, she was just so... It just goes to show, like, how low her emotional IQ is. Because (laughs) she was just kind of like, you have everything. You have this hot husband. You are it. Like, what is wrong with you? You have silk-lined hats (laughs) and, like, kids who work in your warehouse. Like, what? There's just, like, she was really not trying to hear Robin out. She did not care where Robin was coming from. Um, At all. So I I just can't believe they're besties. Like, honestly, I would have, that would have made me reevaluate some things, honestly. Same. Not only can I not believe they're besties, I cannot believe that Giselle at one point led a women's ministry at a church and then wrote a book about it. Oh my God. That had the nerve to be fiction. Yeah. I can't believe she led women's ministry. She must have been horrendous. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't even imagine. So hard. Somebody who lacks that much empathy, but also has three daughters. Like, I, yeah. I, that That's is, intense. That, that was, was bad. really bad. That was, that was really bad. Yeah. And I don't know if they edited her to look really yeah, bad. Yeah, true. <sighs> but Robin oh took it like a champ. She was not faced by it at all. That's why I'm thinking maybe they edited it to make her look really mean. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Let's give her let's give her that cuz that was all. It was that so, was so mean. mean. I like oh my goodness. Yeah. For sure. And then our fave Ashley Oh my in. god. I love the like the music changed when she came on. Did you notice that? <laughs> the music changed. It was all bouncy. Yes. She was making herself yes. right at home, getting a corona. I yep. was like, uh oh, old Ashley's back. <laughs> yeah, I know. And a lot of housewives do this. I think it's the awareness of being yeah. on camera, but I love Ashley's self talk. Oh, yeah. Like she walks in and she's like, What's on their heads? They swimming? <laughs> what are they doing in she's here? She's like, like I love this, this is a house? <laughs> Looks like a hotel. <laughs> She's so cute. She's so cute. Her husband is still uh, a predator, but it uh, is what it is. We have to take, you know, we got to take it. <laughs> just ignoring that. <laughs> I know, me too. There's some things we just have to ignore with this guest. Yeah, with this group of yeah you're right. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so funny. Okay, so let's get to the very end. So you thought that Wendy was doing too much. Um... 
Yeah, I think... Well, first, I also want to say that I am shocked that, like, I'm team Candace now. I I never thought I would see the day. She is, like, the Greek chorus this season. Like, she's... Her confessionals are everything. She's on point. Like... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, she's on point with the audience. I love how she said Giselle would be in, like... (laughs) underneath the jail if we're talking about outfits because hello hello oh my god and when she she told ashley like get your milk and get the fuck out like oh my god that was so rude though but it was just like classic candace like but i enjoyed it it, you know i was just like oh yeah these like quippy (laughs) one-liners yeah yeah she's doing good with the one-liners this season she is she's doing well um um but yeah no i think I mean, clearly, I mean, I, I was also a little disappointed in Ashley because I, I know she, she, this is what she does, right? Like, she just moves the story along yeah. and stuff. But, like, it yeah. was just unnecessary to, <laughs> the last five minutes that you're there, to bring this up, to just, like, drop this bomb, basically. You think? You thought that was unnecessary? I thought it was, un- I mean, I guess she had good intentions, supposedly. Yeah. Like, that was what was part yeah. of her um, motivation, but... Like, Wendy took it exactly to the opposite extreme. She did not... It was just kind of like, what was the point of this? Well, yeah, and I, I guess Wendy... Like, why are you bringing see... up these stories from these blogs if you know that it's yeah. not true? Like, why right. are we feeding this any, you know... Yeah, yeah, giving this any, like, fire, I Yeah. Guess. Yeah, which I definitely get, but these are also... I get Wendy's side, and I definitely get what you're saying, too. Like... Mm-hmm. If this was happening in literally any other city, I would 1,000% agree. Yeah. But Potomac, they can't launch a product. They can't do nothing off the ground. They are still in the world of, like, they care what's on radar online. Yeah. It's so upsetting, but it's also why the show is still good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they still all kind of care. And also most things that come out about Michael end up being true. Right. So I actually do like that Ashley came up to her mm-hmm. rather than Giselle. I know, but it was just, it seemed more like Giselle the puppet master. Like, it just seemed oh, very yeah, sure. manipulative. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I could see, yeah, like, I think Wendy was just really hurt. She was clearly triggered. She did not want to... Yeah. tarnish Eddie's name in any way and didn't want to entertain this just wanted yeah. to, but it, it was out there it was like already too late like it's already yeah. on camera so right she yeah. she went she went berserk like she full-on had that bazooka and was going for Giselle she was going yeah so unnecessarily as you said and also I personally believe that Wendy never looks how she thinks she looks. Mm. Like, she thinks that she is in the drag race workroom. <laughs> she has on the binoculars, and yeah. she just won the reading challenge. Yeah. And she never looks like that. Yeah. Like, her lip sync she... is off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know the words. Her yeah. wig fell off, and she still thinks she won her <laughs> lip sync. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's always saying these phrases, and then she talked about how... Like some man you'd bring around your daughters or cheat on you. That was not cool. That was not cool to bring her daughters into this. I mean, did I think there was truth in what she was saying? Yes, but you do not like go there. You do not go there. Also, who was she talking about? (laughs) Was she talking about Sherman? Sherman. Remember Sherman, the bold black guy who got the blowjob? I think she was just talking about Jamal. See, that's dumb, because that's those are Jamal's kids. What are you talking about? You bring your daughters around him. I think, like, the fact that she gave him another chance. See? She needs to elaborate. Right. She doesn't look like she thinks she looks. <laughs> oh my that's, how, what God. I inter- that's how I interpret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the first thing I thought of, too. And I was like, why is she saying that if those are his kids? I mean, even her, her girls like were like, "Mom, what the fuck? Why are you with Dad?" I know, I <laughs> so, know. They were like, "Dad is trifling." What yeah. are you talking about? We all know we no. every all of those kids, the three of them and whoever else knew about his other family that whole time. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> and, like, <sighs> oh my god! Oh, that was horrible the, to watch on camera. Yeah, that no, horrible. that was. 
<laughs> Karen's reaction. Everyone's reactions. Oh my gosh. Escala. Oh she was like, oh my god. I know, I know. And Escala gets a confessional look like next week, and her weave is like 142 inches long, and I cannot wait to Ooh. see her. She looks so good. She's yeah. gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and I'm, gr- I'm like liking her more and more each episode. Like she was so naive yeah. earlier in the episode where she was like, oh, maybe yeah. they're just going upstairs to talk about the aerobics routine. And yeah, Candace no. was like, girl, what? <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Yeah. yeah she's, and she was really nice to Robin with, like, her depression. Yeah, she's like, I can't, oh, wait, they are friends. I forget that that's how yeah, she's, yeah. Friends. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. she is acting like a way better friend than, than Giselle. <laughs> okay. You know? Mm. So I wonder how long everyone has known each other, too. I wonder that, too. Because I feel like Robin and Giselle are like Jack and Jill type friends. I feel like their kids went mm-hmm. to middle school together or mm-hmm. some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Escala just came out of nowhere. Yeah. She's like really pretty mm-hmm. and she's dark skinned so we can uh, mend some things up. Sew some things up. <laughs> Andrew Cohen. Okay. Andrew Cohen. All right. Oh Shout God. out to Michael Arsenault who calls the... Potomac ladies, the real light skin crab cakes no. of Maryland. What? I've never heard that. Oh my god. He used to live tweet it. He used to be like the real light skin crab cakes of wow. Maryland. Is on. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So now we can get a little, you know, diversity. Right, right, right. Totally. In the cast. Mm-hmm. And she's really pretty, really nice. She has, cares a great bit handbag. She's great. Yeah. Someone I think the her. only other thing that is worth noting too is I'm so confused by Mia and her story now. Same. What's happening? I also, I would love to know anyone who's listening, please email number one at gmail.com. If you know like the hierarchy of strippers. Right. Yes. Who work at different clubs mm-hmm. and like what they do and if there are strippers in gowns serving lobster who look down on strippers on poles doing yeah. acrobatics, mm-hmm. it, like, it, is there a hierarchy in, right. the, in the workplace? <laughs> because it seems like she's getting really offended at being called what her job was. I mean, she called herself a stripper. They did that flashback. She for sure called herself a stripper. <laughs> Candace's uh, confessional. She was like, "You were a lady of the night, and with your big feet." And then they do a close oh up god, of her feet. feet. Oh my god! <laughs> the producers oh god. are so shady. I love they're them. So... <laughs> I know. I love the Potomac. Yeah, they're the best. I, they're by far yeah, the best. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm also very confused. But I would like. I need to know more about it. Yeah. She needs to stop with this, like, I'm a stripper, I wasn't a stripper, I served steak and lobster, like, whatever. I don't know. I hope she has her, like, Erica moment where, like, she goes back to Shakers or, you know, wherever she she works. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would love to see that. Uh, Me too. Me too, me too. I'm hoping for that moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then I guess Real Housewives of New York. New York. What'd you think? I really greatly appreciated this sort of sleepy episode mm-hmm. compared to the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seriously. Even, <laughs> <laughs> even I was watching Ramona again because I just like had it on and the rerun is on. I was like, whatever. And um, Ramona talking to that woman who is seemingly pregnant again. She was like rubbing her belly. And was like very calm. She had a very oh, calm. Oh, oh! In the last episode. In the last episode, yeah, yeah. The, the one who's just like, I have a black nurse. <laughs> and I got even more mad at Ramona, right. and now I can't watch her. Yeah. Now I'm having a hard time watching this lady on screen. And yeah. I really, really hope she is fired. Mm-hmm. Because I can't watch her now. I yeah. can't watch this c- clown. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there were those Roni rumors too. Did you see that? It was like, yeah, so and so is getting the axe, and then Mm -hmm. they're bringing in these people, and but then they were like, oh yeah, that's made up. (laughs) So it's like, what do we believe? (laughs) And like, you know, Roni producers and talent scouters. I don't know if you're listening to this, but you damn sure listened to Two Black Girls One Rose because (laughs) you reached out to somebody who we suggested. 
So mm-hmm. you all, you're welcome, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and like take the advice of, and like the feedback of the people who are you know exploding on social mm-hmm. because this is this was hard so it was nice to just watch kind of a sleepy episode i will say what do you think about leah getting a book deal oh <sighs> boy um i don't want to read this book um i have no desire no desire this book um and you know i remember following her at some point during COVID and she was very much pushing this anti-self self-help thing uh-huh, so I guess uh-huh, I'm not uh-huh. surprised that there is a book deal involved but mm, mm, is it mm-hmm. needed I don't know I'm, yeah I'm I don't know if the, I don't know if there was a hole there mm-hmm. right like I don't know if there was a hole in the market I will say, I have something. I, I have something on my titties. Oh, my God. I'm going to get it off. Yes, please. I, I'm going to get it off You right need now. to. <laughs> so, Leah's talking about her book. She's talking about it's going to be the anti-self-help. I was partying all day long and all up and down the Lower East Side. Fuck Harvard, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. one of the most fucking privileged mm-hmm. statements mm-hmm. that people make, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. If there are more women who are being restricted from education in more places than there are women actually receiving education, Mm -hmm. and you are here shitting on education for, like, going to the club, girl, absolutely not. First of all, you can go to the club and go to Harvard at the same time. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, true. My girl right here, my co-host right here, went to Cornell. (laughs) Boom, out here. My other co-host went to UPenn. Boom, out here. Okay? Like, you can go to an Ivy League school and you can still Uh, have fun. Yeah. (laughs) True. And some of our favorite people, and this is why we started this podcast, some of our favorite people who we follow also stick with this narrative of like, you don't have to go to college. Mm. You can do whatever you want. You can drop out of college. Right. You can do whatever right. you want. Mm-hmm. You can just go out and get a job. And that's not true. If you have money, race, size, and connections, absolutely. You can quit whatever yeah, those you want. Privileges, and you can yeah. go, mm-hmm. Those are our privileges. You yeah. can go and get a job. Yeah. Those people are not going to tell you that. Right. They're not going to say, like, oh, yeah, I have this, like, trust fund that allows me to. (laughs) Right. Or, like, yeah. Or my dad was CMO of Aetna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I quit, you know. And so, you know, it was fine. I quit college. You can, too. That is a lie. Mm -hmm. That is not true. Mm -hmm. And don't write a book. If this woman goes out and writes a book Mm -hmm. saying that you, too, can like go to the convent yeah. and then escape and go to a rave get punched and start a by a line. police officer and get a punched by a and- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna lose danielle i'm gonna oh lose it oh my god yeah oh my god i just had that i had that on my chest i couldn't i had to get you're it not out. wrong you're not wrong and you know what i'm sure bunny approves your message too because bunny was <laughs> not having it she was like leah <laughs> You wasted your whole life. (laughs) Roasted her. Bunny is to, like, Angel Grace and whoever else to Giselle. Like, Bunny is trying to take Leah down every chance she gets. Oh, my God. God. Those producers saying her three surgeries. Oh, yeah. Daniela, I was, like, crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh my God! Funny's entire reaction to that. <laughs> so much. So much. Oh Her brother goodness. was cracking me up too. Like the men were trying to like sort of meddle yeah. and like keep the peace, yeah. but it was like yeah. <laughs> towing nope. the line here. <laughs> yeah, there's way too much energy going on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Leah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then. Um, I loved seeing Ebony's kitchen. So jealous. I was texting you that. She has a wine fridge. It's so spacious. It's so nice. It's so, so nice. big. So big. And oh she definitely God. has every gadget. She got. I a know. Ninja That's literally what that I was bitch. thinking. I was like, I would have everything. Yep. She got a pasta maker. Yeah. She got a KitchenAid. Yeah. She got it all. I don't even have a toaster. Like. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my counter space is sacred. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That's horrible. I know. 
Dream big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Move to New York, guys. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. They say. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad that she. I'm really loving this like story arc and that she's found her dad and now she yeah. is gaining this big family. Um, yeah. I'm happy for her yeah, that yeah. she has sisters and nieces and mm-hmm. nephews. Um, mm-hmm. I hope we get to see more of that, but understandable mm-hmm. if, if we don't. Um, I'm just happy for her either way. Yes. Yeah. Same. Same. And I'm, I too am happy for her because I feel like she had a lot of pressure on herself mm-hmm. to like, expand her family mm-hmm. and to... It was, like, all on her, and now she doesn't have to Yeah, that. and, like, really losing nice. her grandma and stuff. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. on camera, mm-hmm. like, right after Leah. That yeah, was that was a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy for her. Um, I thought it was funny that Sonia was talking shit about Luann and Luann over her. I was like, this is oh classic Roni <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, shenanigans. Yeah. Um, classic post-COVID Sonia. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, man. She she's ready to find Mr. Right now. She's over Mr. Right, you know. Honestly, mid pandemic, <laughs> in the middle of the winter, fuck that. I'm finding Mr. Right now. Yeah, I don't care. She's like COVID made me reflect and like oh my gosh. <laughs> go inward, oh and I've decided God. I need to find Mr. Right now. Oh <laughs> and I love man. her for that. I love that for her. I know. I love that for her too. I wish it was different timing because I I feel like the season True. was rough on these ladies in terms of filming. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine filming anything last winter. Right, right. Um, but, but I and I know like Ramona. I mean, you're not feeling her, but it was nice that she ultimately had this like Valentine's Day um, dinner with the girls. Like it was nice to mm-hmm. see them all together. Um, yeah, and it was nice that she like it was away from the city. Yeah. Because the city was mad dark at that time. Mm-hmm. It was not a no, fun... not it at all. It was really horrible, so... Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious that, Leah, uh, that Ramona basically wanted Leah to pull a Ramona. Like, she wanted her to just, like, barge upstairs and, like, claim a room. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I spoke to yeah. the women. Like, I'm a grown-ass adult. <laughs> we don't need to do this. Ramona's always trying to rope somebody into her foolishness. I know. She did that with the chef I saw in one of the deleted scenes. She was like, come here, come here, and tell them it's time to eat. <gasps> tell them to stop praying. Oh my Girl, God, what? Ramona gotta go. Oh, Ramona wow. has got to go. She's the <laughs> worst. Oh my God, I cannot. Worst. Wow. Oh Why would they God. show that? That's ridiculous. Because uh, they're trying to get rid of her. Uh, they have to I be. I think they're trying they to see to like, yeah. how far that this can go. Yeah. this is a lot. That's wow. Wow, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. I thought it was weird that she did the pajama sets, and I thought that was strange. Too. I love Ebony's reaction. From Amazon. Yeah. yeah, they were so cheap. Yeah, she's like, no. <laughs> like I know I have Harlem Company candles. Mm-hmm. They ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, mm. Mm-hmm. this is Ramona we're talking about. This is Ramona. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I guess that was it. I, we didn't talk about. Or we talked about Beverly Hills last time. Yeah, because you were here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tomorrow's going to be Beverly Hills. I do feel like it's going to be downward from here. I feel like it's their Bolo episode last week. <laughs> Bolo. And it's just going to be downhill from here. From I don't even remember. Deposition. Yeah, seriously. I don't even remember. Deposition. I don't remember what the preview was. Like, I don't know what's happening this I don't week. either. I was still in shock. I know. That was a lot. Before. That was a lot to take in. <laughs> I mean, fuck Tom. So. <laughs> Yo. They, oh, oh, my God. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Erica. Oh god. I hope I run into one of them. I'm staying in Beverly Hills, so I hope <gasps> oh I run into God. One. Yeah. <gasps> yes. I'm trying to think of where you can go. Did you make a, a, a um, fucking, what is that place? Oh my god, the sushi place that all the Kardashians go in Malibu. Nobu? <laughs> Nobu? No. Oh my God! Make a Nobu reservation. I, I, I did make a reservation at a sushi place. Actually, um, okay. I don't know if I told you this, but um, Gabby and Alex are actually going to LA like right as we're leaving, oh, that's and we right. overlap at night, so yes. we're gonna grab drinks together. And I, they're oh actually God. eating at the sushi restaurant, so we might okay. be sitting next to each other. I have no idea. <gasps> oh my God! Oh my yeah. God! I hope you see someone. Also, yeah. if it's open, go to Tom Tom because I got a sure. for free there last time because the waiter or the bartender was so high on coke that he forgot that I got a drink. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. 
That uh-huh. tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On brand. Um, I'll, so have to, see if can, I'll have to pull drink. Adam in. Oh, I'll have to yeah. make him. I mean, he's probably yeah. expecting it. Um, I told him I yeah. wouldn't make him go to Sir, but I never said no to Pump. So <laughs> No. Pump is not that good. The food is not that good. I, I would never get the food. I've heard horrible, horrible things. <laughs> horrible things. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to Atlanta, September something. Mm-hmm. And I had texted our dear, lovely friend, Ronald. And I said, Ronald, do I have to go to old lady gang? He was like, stop fucking playing around. You know you have to go to old lady gang. Stop it right now. Oh, my God. I love that. You do. No, I have to trick crunch into going to old lady gang. for our reviews, our restaurant reviews. <laughs> oh, yes, we review Housewife uh, franchise. Oh, you know where I should go? Uh, Buco de Pepe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to steal, at the very least, a charger, if they have them. At the very least. If not a full fork knife spoon a lemon like a fake a lemon. lemon yeah a fake lemon <laughs> fucking a tree branch like whatever you can get iconic <laughs> iconic oh my god oh my god oh i think this is a great moment to end it on yeah this is so much fun stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned guys stay tuned that was this week's episode Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us, you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat, or you can email us at zenwhat, the number one, at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, please share on your Instagram story. We would love to grow this community, and it would really help us out. See See you next week. week.